For those of you who deal with tax court, you are familiar with IRS Chief Counsel. But what else do they do? Tune in and thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt, the director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic at Kansas Legal Services. Fairly recently, I attended a webinar that had an interview with IRS Chief Counsel, a senior attorney within the Baltimore, Maryland office, and I was familiar with Chief Counsel for the IRS and what they do with regard to tax court, so certainly negotiating with petitioners, perhaps making settlement offers, organizing and preparing stipulations, the pretrial memo, and then everything related to trials including direct examination and cross-examination and writing briefs. But beyond that, I was not so familiar with what chief counsel does. So to begin with, part of the reason for the presentation is that IRS chief counsel is hiring nationwide on usajobs.gov. They have different divisions that they're hiring for. So he went through the six divisions, and I may not have them entirely correct, but in 1998, there were approximately six silos of the IRS that were divided out. SBSE, which stands for Small Business Self-Employed, LBNI, which stands for Large Business and International, tax-exempt organizations and government entities, criminal investigations, GLS, which stands for General Legal Services, and Wage and Investment. So since he works in SBSE, Small Business Self-Employed, that is what this is going to focus on. He mentioned the National Office, they send out information and guidance on the tax laws, and then went through a bit when it came to the casework. So like I mentioned, the pretrial memos, stipulations, negotiating and trying cases. So it certainly makes a difference whether the tax court case is an S case or a regular case. And then going through When it comes to the assigning of the cases, whether they are assigned to an attorney or a paralegal, they do look at the type of the case and the amount of dollars at issue. But part of it would be just who has worked that type of case before, what kind of experience does the attorney or paralegal have in order to be working through that case. In working through the case, they prepare an answer, they will review the administrative file, seeing what taxpayer correspondence there may be, if there is any third party or internal correspondence, but there are times that the file might be light, that the taxpayer has not submitted any correspondence, 
and they work from there. Now, in working the case, they will be waiting on the case to return from appeals. They might submit a Brainerton letter, which is a written request to the opposing party, listing in detail the information and documents desired. But in general, tax court is encouraged to have an informal process of discovery where the parties communicate and collaborate to make sure the documents are exchanged. So the IRS chief counsel needs to prepare in that fashion. Like I mentioned earlier, they do cross-examination and direct examination and the writing of briefs that there is training for IRS chief counsel that he mentioned areas like trial advocacy, doing depositions, and working with expert witnesses. But in recent times, they have implemented a chief counsel scholars program to formalize the training of chief counsel when it comes to working trials. Now, in asking about his caseload, he was talking when he transferred from San Francisco to Maryland that there were going from zero cases at the beginning to the time of a six-month review that there were, he would be carrying approximately a 40 to 50 caseload. Now, something that I thought was the most interesting is that I had not heard much about IRS chief counsel providing guidance to the IRS as their client, that I understood the IRS being their client, but I did not know entirely what that meant. So they will do general litigation, but advise revenue officers, advise about insolvency, and other advisors within the IRS. So to unpack that a little more, they assist the IRS within collections by advising on state law when it go, comes to alter ego or nominee filing. They provide advisory opinions to the bankruptcy and insolvency group that collections will come to them and check on what opportunities there are regarding collections when the 10-year expiration date is coming due, and they will advise on trust fund recovery cases. He mentioned that there will be, the chief counsel will be assigned to a group of revenue officers and collection agents, perhaps bankruptcy specialists, where they will advise them and give guidance when it comes to certain questions that they may have and need a legal opinion. So generally, the advice might be within 30 minutes to an hour, but if it is something that is more extensive, then they will open out a case to build time to. Now, certainly I have seen when it comes to the calendar call that before that point, the IRS chief counsel have been willing to negotiate with the petitioners, but when it comes to the week of trial, 
Generally, the IRS chief counsel are focused on trial and not necessarily looking to settle the case anymore. And it can be tricky for them that on the morning of the calendar call, they may not know how many petitioners are even going to show up, but they need to prepare the case as if it is going to trial that week because it is difficult to say who will show up or if they do show up, then how far the case is going to go. So certainly they may show up and have perhaps five or six cases prepared for trial because they do not know. Sometimes they know in advance some cases are going to trial because the stipulation of facts were signed. And I followed up to see what was the most cases going to trial within a week. And he was talking about having three going to trial in a week. And he said that there would likely be no more than three trials within a week based on the complexity that he was saying on a particular week, there were collection due process, section 108 cancellation of debt, and section 183 all in the same week dealing with. Now, I have seen some small cases that there have been a couple trials within the same afternoon, but like he was saying, the more complex the trials, the more the attorney is having to switch gears between different tax issues, the more likely there would be the trials passed on to different attorneys to handle the different cases because you certainly do not want an attorney to get overworked, tired, and confused when switching between trials. So the IRS would be more likely to switch out the trials depending on the complexity of the issues. Some other minor points, miscellaneous items that were mentioned were virtual training is happening within the IRS. Some hot topics are sections 280E and 263A regarding cannabis and tax. And then he also mentioned that they do learn about what a revenue officer will do by riding along to observe levies with a revenue officer. Now, once again, I want to mention that IRS chief counsel is recruiting. So if you are working with IRS chief counsel in a particular city and know of openings, it may be worth looking into if that is the direction you want to go. So I hope this has been interesting and educational on IRS chief counsel because I had heard some things that I was not aware of and I hope that you have learned something as well. So thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon 
comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.